Welcome back to the ADR Podcast. I'm Brian Hamilton, and I'm going to talk to you today about a very specific genre of movie that I'm kind of a fan of. I mean, I'm going to talk about the ones I like and the ones I don't like, but when it comes to horror movies, uh, that is the one genre that I really, uh, really am partial to. Like, I will watch any movie of any genre as long as it's good, but when it comes to horror, I love it so much that I will sit through the crappy ones and just enjoy it because it's horror. You know, it's one of those things. And I was talking to my friend Ruben about this last night, and I showed my family The Blair Witch Project a few weeks ago, so... Uh, today I'm going to talk about found footage horror movies and why I think they are cool, but at the same time, you know, I'll get to that. So uh, they started back with Cannibal Holocaust, and that's kind of been shoved under the rug uh, because it was so controversial. There's a lot of other problems with the movie. I really, really want to see it. That's been high on my watch list for a while. I can't find a copy of it anywhere that isn't, you know, $30 or whatever. I'm not willing to pay that much for a movie that I'm just kind of interested in. I'm sure I can find it online if I really want to. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if I'll do that. But then it came back in a really, really big way back in uh, 1999 with the Blair Witch Project. And this is the movie that really took the whole found footage thing and brought it into the mainstream. It was one of the first movies that had a big viral campaign. It was one of the first movies that really... uh, capitalized on the whole uh, found footage thing and made it feel very, very real. Uh, Blair Witch is one of the scariest movies ever made, in my opinion, but I think it's really interesting that uh, this is a movie that you know, started all of the later uh, found footage movies and that whole craze that looks like it's on the decline, thank God, because there's so many crappy ones. But Blair Witch is an example of a found footage horror movie where they actually planned things out. There's real talent there. There's genuine thought that went into it, as opposed to um, laziness and luck, which uh, I think applies much more to paranormal activity, which I'll uh, talk about later. But Blair Witch, you know, every night, you know, these people actually went out into the woods. They actually had a camera. They're real improv actors. And every day, I read about this on Wikipedia, they would each get a very vague outline of what they had to capture that day from the directors. And every day they'd get a little bit of food with this little package and this little uh, uh, outline from the directors. And as time went on and they actually shot this in real time, they went out for, I guess it was a week in the woods and they actually filmed this movie like straight through. Um, They started depriving them of food to make it feel a lot more real, which is uh, really disheartening. You know, isn't it like... The fact that these people will go so far to uh, you know, make this kind of movie and make it feel genuine is awesome, but scary. Uh, the fact that they actually deprive their actors of food. Anyway, they you know, started doing this and they started making it feel very, very real. Some of them had no idea what they were in for. Um, I can imagine uh, that one scene where... Uh, you know, they're in the tent, they have the camera out, and then the tent starts moving and shaking, and they're freaking out. That was a complete surprise. They were filming that whole thing, and the actors had no idea that was going to happen, and then they sprint out into the woods, and, you know, it was the director, and I guess a few producers or other people or something just kind of hanging out there, shaking their tent as they were sleeping. But it's just so scary, because, you know, you're there, you're watching it, it feels very real. But the thing is, I was talking to people on Facebook about this too. They, uh, 
people that watch the Blair Witch Project, it's such a good barometer for how much you buy into movies. Personally, I feel like these found footage movies have no value beyond uh, like jump scares and just genuine freaky stuff. Uh, so when I go into a movie like this, I want to be scared. I want to believe everything that's on screen. I don't want to be drawn out of the action because of anything in, like anything outside of the movie. I really want to buy into it. I really want to believe that this footage is real and these kids actually got lost in the woods back in 96. And I think it's brilliant that they were able to do it in such a you know brilliant scary way but then there's people that watch and they think oh this movie is crap it's just shaky camera with people yelling at each other you know it if you buy into it and you believe that this is real then yes go ahead i know it's not real uh, lots of people back in 99 when there was an actual like fake news story told about the movie uh an actual you know fake website where they had so much extra stuff about the movie where they had things like oh this is the car that the police found this is the uh mixtape that they found in the car you know the movie had a soundtrack that was never actually released but you know they put so much thought and effort into things that weren't actually the movie which i think is awesome and it maybe not fooled enough people i'm sure at that point people would have been savvy enough that you know a studio wouldn't actually release a movie that's uh you know the deaths of three people but what i love about the blair witch project and the fact that the directors really put in uh all this uh time effort and the actors gave it their all as opposed to a movie like paranormal activity now paranormal activity is i think the best found footage movie ever but only because it's so well paced and its uh, jump scares are very, very effective. It's not a good movie, but it's an effective movie if you buy into it. And again, these are movies that really test how much you buy into these kinds of movies. So Paranormal Activity, it's set in you know a house, the director's house. It was like $10,000 to do everything. You know, the director funded it out of his own pocket. Uh, he got these actors. Uh, there was a lot more start and stop, and then uh, it, f- it was filmed over the course of... I don't know, a year, six months, something like that. But it wasn't like the Blair Witch Project where they like simulated everything and just put these actors through it and told them to film it. They constructed it and they actually, you know, made sure that everything would come out correctly. And there's nothing against that. Most movies are like that anyway. But when it comes down to a movie that really thrives on how genuine it feels and how genuine it looks... And if there's real terror on the people in the movie and their faces and everything, that is such an important quality to these movies. If you're really going to believe this, or at least fool yourself into believing it so that you're scared, like I do, then why skip those details? Why try to fudge all of that? Paranormal Activity, the uh, yeah, the director, Oren Paley, he just kind of made this movie. And it's good. It's, you know, really, really scary. But I feel like... He just got lucky. Uh, there was so much, you know, lazy about it. Because most of the movie is... Uh, this was a huge criticism of the movie when it first came out, and it still is today. But it's literally just showing people sleeping for 80% of the movie. And it's like a, uh, what's different about this picture thing online? Or, uh, like, you know, kid's picture book. Oh, what's different about these two pictures? You know, they every so often, a sheet would move. A door would close. And then as the movie ramps up, and this is where it's really, really good and really, really smart, they uh, paced it so well that you're kind of lulled into this false sense of security, and then bam, you know, something crazy happens. And the effects are convincing enough, you know, when a girl, like, 
gets pulled out of the tent, or not the tent, that's Blair Witch, when a girl gets pulled out of the bed and, like, flown across the room by some invisible hand. That was a really, really good effect for a guy who's never made a movie in his life for $10,000, you know? They made some of that stuff effective, but honestly, this was just a really publicized, really, like, uh, well-put-together and well-advertised, you know, little experiment it's really really short it's only like 80 minutes but the thing is they never actually like it's not a real movie per se i mean this really confounds me because they advertised it so well i remember you know i was a i I don't want to talk about my age on this podcast but i will i uh saw this movie you know being promoted and like Everyone was like, oh, Paranormal Activity, the scariest movie of all time, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was a phenomenon back when it came out. I was a freshman in high school when it came out, and it was at that point where I still had to, uh, my parents still had to vet everything that I saw, especially if I was going out to a theater to see it, because they were usually the ones driving me, and I needed a guard, whatever. But I remember it took me forever to want to be able to go get to see this movie in theaters, and like the opening weekend, I went to a theater for a different movie, and the line to get into the theater was longer than any other movie I've ever seen at my local little New Jersey multiplex. They made this movie an event. They made this movie an endurance test, and that's why it sold so well. That's why there's, I don't know, four or five sequels or four or five hundred sequels i don't really know i've stopped paying attention but the thing is they made this such an event they made it like an endurance test you go in you're like oh i'm gonna go see this movie like the trailers quote-unquote trailers for the movie were just those uh green tinted night vision shots of audiences freaking out over the movie which made you think oh god that's uh, this is going to be a really really scary movie and it's just a really tense movie and those you know moments of release those really really big scary moments are really you know they're really fantastic and if you buy into it like i do then you're going to be scared i go into these kinds of movies to be scared so you're going to have a really really fun time when uh, you do this kind of thing i have not seen uh, wreck the spanish movie uh in the same vein that was remade into quarantine in America. But I've heard that's another really, really fantastic uh, found footage movie. Cloverfield did it wrong. Uh, you know, it's interesting that they did sci-fi found footage and uh, it was still shaky cam. I'm a huge fan of JJ Abrams, but the thing is this movie ended up, you know, just pacing everything completely wrong. You spend maybe a half hour with characters you don't like or care about in the first part of the movie as this guy's like going away party or whatever. But the rest of the movie, you know, the monster effects were really, really well done, but it didn't have that tension that these movies need to have you believe that they're real so you can buy into it so you can be scared. Um, my favorite found footage horror movie is VHS. Uh, it's incredible it's an anthology which is like found footage and anthology those are the two big kisses of death for uh for any horror movie lots of people you know will qualify either of those movies as crap just because it's found footage just because it's uh you know an anthology where whatever but these movies uh the vhs one and two and there's a third one coming out they are fantastic uh, because they do things in a way that's really unique. It's not just uh, people aiming cameras at things and uh, you know having them having scary things happen. It's uh, each okay. So in the first one, there's a big framing device where these people have to si- uh, rifle through all of these VHS tapes for uh, some illegal job they have to do. They have to break into this house and steal it. And so you're watching the VHS tapes that they're watching, and they're all really really scary stuff. And 
what this movie does is it really gives you the um the impression that the guy that has all these movies is really messed up the people that made these movies are really messed up and my favorite part about it is that they give you a reason to believe that these movies are genuine uh so in the first one it's a guy um just kind of recording his night out with his buddies uh um, while they're going out and picking up chicks in a bar, and then all of a sudden one of them turns out to be some weird demon. And it's really scary because at that point, it's just a camera like in his eyeglasses or in his face or whatever. He doesn't care that he's still recording. He's still recording. And he's just living through this hell of this really weird demon girl chasing after him. And this movie does a fantastic job of ramping up the tension, making sure that there's a big, big, big long buildup and then an awesome uh, release. Uh, there's some really genuinely creepy stuff. There's a few twists and turns throughout. As far as I know, I haven't checked before I recorded this podcast, but VHS is on Netflix um, and it's it's fantastic. I wholeheartedly recommend it. It's a little bit long, you know, for a five short film anthology movie, it's two hours long. So you don't get to spend too much time with each of these stories, but at the end, you've still invested a lot of time into this movie that doesn't really have much of an overarching plot, not much of a real, you know, rewarding ending, but you're going to be scared. And if that's what you go into these movies for, you're going to love VHS. The second one is just as good. Uh, my favorite short out of any of these is uh, the last chunk of uh, the first VHS movie where these guys, it's like the 90s or something, so they have this really old camera, but they are going out on the Halloween, they are looking for this party, they stumble upon the wrong house, things go crazy. Um, it's incredible, I wholeheartedly recommend VHS. Uh, I just think it's interesting that these found footage movies as a whole really caught on um, because of the whole uh, Blair Witch Project success, and especially now because of Paranormal Activity. You know, for a while there was a new sequel every year because they were so damn cheap to make, so they were just, okay, people will keep seeing these movies just because it's Halloween, it's the new endurance test, you have to go see it, scarier than the last one. Like, no, that's stupid. But people would still go to see these movies because... You know, they were very well advertised. They were made into, uh, you know, a big hype fest and a big uh, endurance test. The, the thing to go see with your friends was the latest scary movie that you would all just scream at. Um, I think that these found footage movies, I, I'm so glad they're on a decline because the best is definitely behind them. Uh, they they just need to stop. Um, I haven't seen, what else, what's the other one I wanted to see that I haven't? The Last Exorcism by uh, Eli Roth, or at least he was producing, but I've heard it's really, really good uh, because it doesn't feel, it's like half found footage, but it's still genuinely scary. I, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Eli Roth's anyway, so I should check that out, but these found footage movies, I'm glad they're stopping. Uh, their best days are behind them. The Blair Witch Project and Paranormal Activity are interesting, you know, little experiments. Uh, VHS really improves on them in every single aspect. Uh, I should do a whole VHS episode at some point. Maybe I will. Anyway, it's uh, Friday today. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Watch more movies. 